morning, Chicago, and welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We got Shay, we got Jay Moore, we got you on this Deal Breakers Thursday. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Don't forget you can watch the show and all the shows on ESPN Chicago on YouTube. YouTube.com, hit that subscribe button. Also on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. All right, Cap. Let's talk about the Chicago Bears. We're going to do it this way here at our 9 o'clock hour. We are going to introduce something new to the Cap and J. Hood Morning Show. Are you ready? Bring it on. Here's co-host Roz Varon. No. Um, We are going to introduce something new. (laughs) She's going to be happy in retirement. Uh, We will introduce the PTI. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? Simple. The Poles Trust Index. Ah. Some of the reports coming out of the Combine are very interesting. We've kind of been under the assumption this would be an easy decision. If you look at the gambling markets, which do matter, Caleb Williams, prohibitive favorite to be the number one quarterback off the board. The vast majority of experts have talked about him with either the generational tag or this is an Andrew Luck-like decision. But now that the Combine's here, Mm -hmm. we've got guys like Ian Rappaport making comments. Some executives believe Jaden Daniels is the number one quarterback in this draft. That Caleb Williams is not a consensus number one overall pick. So it really is just coming down to, as a Bears fan, where are you at with this? Where is your trust level, the Poles Trust Index, in the guy at the top to get this right? Okay, so... Are we grading on a letter grade or a number scale? Because do we go from 70 to 100, 61 to 100? I got a lot of 70s when I was uh, in school because D's get degrees too. <laughs> so what, what's the scale for this, Shay? Do we go, how, how high do we go? How low do we go? I think 1, 5, or 10. 1, 5, or 10. 1, you have no faith. Okay. 5, You're going to wait and see. You're going to hope he gets it right. Ten, you're like, whatever he does, I'm on board. Okay. One, five, or ten. See, ten is just absolute extreme, and I don't like to do things absolutely extreme. Five is too light, though, because five is in the middle, meaning that you're not sure which way he's going to go. But those are only three choices. I know. That's tough. Yeah, for me, it's easy. It's a ten. I see the roster markedly better. I'm in with whatever he... He's doing all the homework. I'm in with what he th- decides. I'm not privy to the interviews. I wasn't in the room last night, nor were you. I'm not into all of the medicals and the psychological stuff. No. Mm-hmm. If he checks all the boxes, there is no offer I'll accept. I'm taking him. Yeah, I don't want to sit on the fence at five. And at one, again, nothing has been proven yet. Let me make sure it's very clear. When you go from three wins to seven wins, there is, there is improvement. But ultimately, my scale is, are you in the playoffs? Yes, maybe no. Are you going to be a perennial playoff team? Yes, maybe no. Have you gotten the quarterback right? Is your offense going to be one in which you can be able to look at and say, hey, we got that shored up. And you just add on and add on for years and years to come. It has to be a 10 for me because at 5, you're sitting in the middle saying, well, I don't know. Well, I do know. I do know that Ryan Poles, last couple of seasons, has added on to this football team. Every time we looked at it and say, hey, the Bears really need a wide receiver, you get Chase Claypool. Hey, the Bears really need to have some kind of pass rush. Okay, here comes Montez Sweat. So every time that a Bears fan calls us and we talk about the Bears, the Bears seem to try to patch the holes that's on the football team. 
Now, again, it's at a very glacier pace at time because it's not all at the same time. You're not plugging all the holes in the first couple of years. But incrementally, Poles is doing it for the Chicago Bears. He's trying to make this team a perennial playoff team. As he's talked about it himself. So it has to be a 10 at this point. Five is sitting on the fence, and one is saying you have no trust at all. Yeah, it has to be a 10, unless you're anti-Ryan Poles. That's the only way you're not given the options we were given. Mm-hmm. So, one, five, or ten? I'm ten. Yeah. I'm in. All right, Shay. I, I want to say ten, but honestly, I think for me it's a five. Ryan Poles is the guy who made the trade for Montez Sweat that I thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's also the guy that drafted Tyreek Stevenson, who turned into quite a player. Same guy who drafted Jaquan Brisker, who's turned into quite a player. But Tyler he's got Gordon. Yeah. Darnell Wright. DJ Moore. That trade. He's done a magnificent magnificent job. I think he's playing hardball with Jalen Johnson when he doesn't need to. And I would like to see that just get worked out to feel a little better. And he is still the guy who traded for Chase Claypool. He's still the guy who drafted Bayless Jones. He's still the guy, outside of getting DJ Moore from Carolina, really at an offensive weaponry perspective, hasn't been great. So that's part of where, like Tyler Scott, that's a Poles pick. He's a fourth-round pick. What yeah, are we doing get, here? You get graded on everything, man. Look at Brad Holmes. Brad Holmes in Detroit finds diamonds in the rough everywhere. Every round of draft picks has been a good player on that team. Yeah, Ryan Poles took and flushed a whole year. Flushed a whole year. And in a year later, they've got one of the most attractive situations in the NFL. Of course. There's but no you, way you can give that a five. You have no to way. deliver on the situation. And as Theo Epstein, who's going to the freaking Hall of Fame, said, if you hit 59% of your picks and your trades and your signings, you are doing as good a job as anyone in the league. Guy's I, killing it. I, I would say, Jay Moore, go ahead. Uh, I got to say 10, and, and I say that because knowing that Poles scouted Mahomes in college, and that draft wasn't even a quarterback-heavy draft. And for him to find that guy in that draft and say, hey, guys, you got to draft him. And if he thinks a quarterback is better than Justin Fields, I'm with it. I would just say that for any general manager, there's going to be hits or misses. Every general manager. I don't care if you're tendered or if you are a young general manager in the game cap. There's always going to be mistakes. There's been missteps with polls as a young general manager. But if you are able to get the yellow pad out and put a line right down the middle and talk about the hits and misses or the good things and bad things with the Chicago Bears, the good outweighs the bad. And this is through just for a couple of seasons for the Chicago Bears. It's only been just a, a couple of seasons. So I would say that the Bears arrow is pointing up as a franchise because you can look at the win total. And again, I'm pissed that the Bears lost so many games and could not win games in the division until this year. What Eberflus. Finally, they were able to break through, but hopefully they can continue that momentum. That's the whole thing. I think that the arrow's pointing up for the franchise. Playoff team, I don't know, but I know that what we've seen from one year to the other under Eberflus, better. He, everything is trending in the right direction. There is no way, unless you think he's done a horrible job, and I don't understand how you could feel that, that you can give him a five. I'm not no saying, way. I don't think he's done a horrible job. I'm just, you got to evaluate all of it. He's done a magnificent job. He's done a magnificent job setting himself up. He has to deliver on it. And that's where I'm not going to sit here and go, any decision that he makes, I'm all in blind faith. 
you can put the blindfold on me. I'm going to go, thank you, Ryan Poles. I trust you fully. I don't trust any general manager fully. Well, then you're never giving anyone a 10. Like, I don't Because you think they should bet basically a 1,000. No, I'm and not that, saying that. But you have to evaluate everything. Like, I look at the best general managers right now. You're Brett Veach, who went and got Trent McDuffie. Guys like Brad Holmes, who have hit in deep rounds and gotten really impactful players. And then I look at, like, not that he's done a bad job, but when you get outside of the very top picks, it's Braxton Jones is nice, but Velas Jones, Dominic Robinson... Dominic Robinson was a fifth-round pick. I, I know. What are we doing did, here? How, so you don't get evaluated on fifth-round picks? You're going to have fifth-round picks this year. You've got one pick in the first round right now. No second-round pick. You're no, picking you got in two the, picks in the first round. Two in the first, no second round, and then it's going to be third, fourth, fifth-round picks. How am I supposed to not care what those have turned into? I mean, Roshan, if, Tyler if, Scott, Noah Sewell. If you Sewell, were working Tur- at whatever, 610 Sports in Kansas City, you'd be crushing Brett Veach for leaving them with that wide receiver core. I'm not saying I want all home runs. I'm just saying he has to deliver. And I'm not at the point where I'm willing to be like, whatever he does, I'm going to be happy with. I'm just not there. Well, I, well, because you gave us the options of 1, 5, and 10, I can't be at 5. Because if it's anywhere between five and ten, I'm going like seven, you know, six or seven. Because you still have more to do. But because we're not armed with any other number besides one, five, and ten, I'm going with ten. I want to make sure it's very clear that the draft is not necessarily always about individual talent. It's about individual talent and how you put them into your system. You see, with the Chicago Bears, we still don't know who they are. You know, I, I said this about a lot about our Chicago sports teams, Cap. Like with the Blackhawks, you know where they're going. They're in the basement. They're trying to make their way up. Correct. The White Sox are in the basement. They're trying to make their way up. 101 losses last year. They're trying to make their way up. The Cubs are at a certain level. They're trying to get to the playoffs. Okay, so with the Bears, it's still not clearly defined on who they are. You're an offensive team or you're a defensive team. When you are at the bottom or one of the worst teams in the National Football League for a number of years, when you go from three wins to seven wins, it's still not uh, clearly defined exactly what the Bears are. So the the... The way you define a franchise, one of the things you could define it is is what you spend, free agency, what you do in the draft, but also to determine who you are as a team. What do you stand for? As, as much as I'm not a fan of Matt Eberflus, I will say that the defense was better, finally, last year when they were getting after the quarterback. I still know who they are, but I have no other choice but to go with a 10 in that spot because if I said 5, I'm sitting on the fence saying, well, you know what, here's... The good things you, you did, but you still only had seven wins. Here are the bad things you did, but you still had seven wins. So to me, this upcoming season, this is why we, we've been saying it a lot, Shay, this will define exactly what Bears football is. Rookie quarterback, adding to the offensive line, another wide receiver, adding to the, the defense for the pass rush. This will define the Chicago Bears because you're going to add on even more so in year three. I've, I think this is... Arguably the most important decision in the history of the franchise. You get this one right, you could have 10 years of really competitive high-level play. Yeah. You get this one wrong, you might have a new general manager and a new quarterback again in three years. I mean, more so than the number one draft pick and the, and the two picks in the first round, all that cap space. Now, look, you're not going to spend every dollar that you have afforded to you. However, you could be able to do some things here to make a big swing at this thing because of the money that you have. But it's got to be the right players. We are so immersed in the draft and so immersed in new and fresh. But also, you have to know who you are. Just because you put them in a Bears uniform cap does not necessarily mean they're a bear, so here we go. Well, what does that mean? I'm a bear, but what does that mean? 
Who are you? You've got to surround him with weapons, coaching, infrastructure, and you've got to be incredibly lucky. Lions, I know exactly what they are. Packers, even with Jordan Love, know exactly what they are. Bears, this when you struggle and you suck, you have to de- determine who you are as a franchise. How important, I haven't thought about this to what you're saying right now, but it does feel like there's a question of what the identity of the Bears is. Where, like, with the Lions, I think they're a good example because you know what type of guy they're going to draft. Huh. They're going to draft a guy who's gritty, physical, all football. Like, you you know what kind of guy they're after. It mm-hmm. might not even be the best player available when they're up. They're looking for the guy that fits their culture and what they want to do. What is that for the Bears? That's the thing. And that's why this offseason, this is why we talk about the Bears ad nauseum, guys. It's, it's trying to determine, like, again, what Iberflus... A, a guy that was a defensive coordinator. Okay, so what does that mean for the offense? What, what does that mean for the defense? We, we criticized the defense even when they were looking pretty good last year and saying soft passes over the backside of the linebackers in front of the secondary, all these open spots on the field. However, the Bears secondary was opportunistic for once. So at least you get it clearly defined like, hey, kind of feels like Lovey a little bit as far as them being opportunistic. Jalen Johnson and, and uh, Tyreek Stevens and others being able to flip the field. That's great. But what about the rest of it? What about the rest of it? What we just talked about with Detroit, Cap, the reason why that you love what you saw from Detroit is it starts with Dan Campbell. Campbell and Holmes are aligned on the kind of ball players they like. Same thing with Green Bay. I mean, it was so easy for them to go from Rodgers to Love. All right, well, we know who we are offensively. We're going to run the football. We're going to be able to matriculate the ball down the field, nickel and diamond to make the big pass. Doesn't matter who the wide receiver is. This is who we are. This is our system. But I think Poles and Eberflus are as much in lockstep. Yep. Let's take a look at it on the field. Yeah, they want physical, athletic, fast football players. That's, that, that sounds good in theory. Got to see it on the field. Because the winning tells you all you need to know. What you just laid out is the formula. Now let's see the formula work. Fair? I, yeah, I think you're seeing that. Okay. They went won their last five at home. They're trending in the right direction. Let's see what they do at quarterback. I think it's going to be Caleb Williams, but who knows? We're going to find out. Am I wrong to think there's a little bit of a crisis when you want fast and physical? Like, I, do you want to be Miami and be all speed and win by burning people? Or do you want to be Detroit and win by being physical up front and I think mauling do, opponents? No, neither. I want fast and physical, and you can do that. Sounds like Lovey's teams. That's, that's how, exactly that's how, what Lovey's was. How the defense was. Fast, fast and, physical. and physical. Yeah, He made guys lose weight. Eberflus, the same thing, man. It's the same style defense. It's different than when Jerron was here. He wanted the two big fat run stuffers, Keith Trailer and Ted Washington. It's different. Which was fine at the time. If you only got the quarterback so, right. Yeah, that, right. That, that was in vogue to get the big guys there. Some teams still do that. Yeah. That's not what they do. It's not what Eberflus is about. So let's do the number game of one, five, or ten. Those right. are three numbers. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You can just take the absolutes out of it. There's going to be a lot of sevens out there. There's going to be a lot of sixes. Like, if you ask me one, five, or ten, I have to go five. If you broaden yeah. it out, I'm probably a seven. Yeah, but I'm going by the, what you asked us. The yeah, question. the five that you're picking shocks me. Yeah, you gave us one, five, and ten, which makes it even more difficult. I'm closer to five than I am to ten, Cap. That's the point. That's fair. Right. I find that stunning. Yeah, but you, but you know. You do you, but I find it stunning. But from Shea's standpoint, he's like, you know what, show me. 
Show me. Like, you may feel good about Ryan Poles, what he's doing, but he's saying, let's see it on the field. And I'm saying 10 because I can look at the positives and negatives and say there's a lot more positives with the Bears than negatives. I even, think even, even a 7 and 10. I think they're walk, Caleb Williams is walking into a magnificent situation if he's the guy. Now, when you walk through it, what are you going to do once you're there? What are you going to do about it? It's a good question. <laughs> right? I mean, and, and going back to our 7 o'clock hour cap, what is Shane Waldron going to do about it? I'm on this early before we even get to training camp. I'm on this early. Remember I'm t- telling you this on Leap Day that this is all predicated on what Waldron sees for Fields, you know, Fields or Caleb Williams or whoever the quarterback is. What does he have in store? That matters too. Does. We talked so much about the offensive coordinator and the offensive system. What does it look like? See these unknowns, unknown quarterback, unknown offensive coordinator. What are you going to do with the offensive line? What does it look like? Once it's, once it's all put together, what do you look like? So I'll go with a 10 in that spot. What number do you give? And Cap agrees. I'm on a 10. Yeah. 100%. 312-332-ESPN-332-3776, our phone number. What is your trust level in uh, Ryan Poles? And Chris Getz to get this decision right. Who? We will. <laughs> wow. One. Shay will ask us about the White Sox coming yeah, up. I'm leaving. <laughs> Could you imagine? Boys, I want to talk about Chris Getz. What's your, what's your, what's your decision level on? One, five, or ten. Arturis Karnashovas. Light him up. Oh, man. What is your trust level in Ryan Poles to get this decision right? 312-332-ESP is our phone number. Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. And polls we trust. What is your trust level in Ryan Poles to get this decision right? It's a Cap and Jay Hood morning show on ESPN 1000 and uh, streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. At the break, I was listening to Phil Perry from NBC Sports Boston. He put out a short video from Indy on why Sean McVay doesn't come to the Combine. Does not want to hear any of the stuff in the halls. I'm hearing this about the quarter. I will evaluate them myself with my staff. The guys we want, we bring to to our facility. We watch tape. We talk to their coaches. We do our own stuff. I don't want to hear any of the nonsense in the hall. Don't need it. And he will not come. He's not the only one. There's a bunch of head coaches that do not believe in coming. It's interesting. One, five, or ten as far as your trust in Ryan Poles. Ten. Three, one. Wasn't talking to you. Talking to the audience. We We know. We know. They know where we stand. What about them? Well, the audience changes every five minutes, so 10. Making it clear. 10. You want to go through why again? or Absolutely. Go ahead. He, the roster he has remade to this point has engendered him that type of support. You only get a 1, 5, or a 10, I'm a 10. What about the podcast listeners? You want to tell, tell them what you think? No, they can check on Twitter. Okay. Back to the phone lines. Well, that's not accurate. <laughs> As you all know, right? <laughs> Have you seen Twitter lately? Yeah. A lot of misquoting there, is it not? Twitter's a lot, man. A lot of it. Something else. Back to the phone lines we go. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. 
we say hello to Jose on the north side on Captain J Hood. Jose, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How you guys doing? What's up, Jose? Hey, Jose. Hey, not much. Uh, so I, I wanted to say I think my level's at a 9 or a 10 with polls. I think um, there's more good than bad, and you just got to trust the process. Um, as far as the Fields and Williams things go, I've been arguing with my boys for the last couple of weeks. Um, I, I like Fields, but, uh, you know, you just got to do right for the Bears, and uh, I think it's time to move on. I think he's better as a person than as a quarterback, and so I think at the position we got to upgrade at the time. But I did want to pose a question for you guys real quick, if you don't mind. Yes, sir. Um, so with this, assumingly we uh, draft Williams or, you know, Drake May, whoever. Now, do we add a veteran quarterback to the quarterback room, or do we roll out with a rookie quarterback in a second-year uh, Bajan? Like, what do you guys think about that? I absolutely think they're adding a veteran. I talked to you about that the other day. Yeah. I think they'll bring some type of a veteran quarterback in now could he be an old guy that's the number three a chase daniel style guy maybe they're going to bring someone in that's a support system so someone that can run the quarterback room like caleb williams a caleb williams doppelganger who is that who, who is that in the nfl cap i don't think there is one well you got to have someone just like the starter no i think they'll use bajan like the starter no, we will always say that the backup has got to emulate what the starter does. And that's going to be Bajant. Well, Bajant should start then. No shot. If you got Not a Caleb, enough, if yeah. you got a Caleb Williams-like guy, then it should be Bajant, right? I think they'll bring some vet. Remember when Ditka brought in Greg oh. Landry? Yeah. He was the number three, but he came in because he was like 37 years old and had been around forever. He was like McMahon. Yeah. Kind of the same in a lot of ways. Yeah. Hurt. So Older. Yeah, I think they'll bring some type of a veteran presence into that room. They brought Mark Sanchez in when Mitch was here. That's right. Somebody who'd been around. Former Bear Mark Sanchez. Right. He got about three of his games last year, I think. I think he did three of our games. Right. And when Mitch came in, he had a real estate brochure. You remember the story. I do. He's like, what are you doing? He said, I'm meeting with this real estate person later. I'm buying a house. He's like, no, you're not. What do you mean? I just signed my contract. I'm buying a house. No, you're not. Why? Because your buddies are going to want to come in. It's going to distract you. You've got to have people at the house, your family. You're getting a one-bedroom apartment for the first year. And all you're doing is living in the facility, going home there to sleep. That's it. Okay. Jose, we appreciate the telephone calls. We go to Evergreen Park. Here's Mike on Cap and Jay Hood. Mike, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, love the show. Thanks. Uh, great question. I think, um, I think it's definitely going to be a little more difficult with this one five ten. Seven would be a nice little spot for a lot of people because, you know, Ryan has been uh, has been spot on uh, for the most part. Fifty nine percent is a great cap. Or it's a great quote on that cap. But uh, I got to go ten just because of the way he set himself up. Um, I'm thinking, you know, great question from Jose too, and I think that's where we're gonna we're gonna end up. A couple months is looking at uh, Caleb Williams with a veteran quarterback who is going to help rear him. All right, Mike. We appreciate the phone call. Thanks, Mikey. Go to Plainfield. Here's Tyler on ESP 1000. Tyler, how's it going? Hi, Tyler. How are you? Good. Uh, my trust in Poles is a ten man. This guy, he is the guy. He's a true businessman, and to go along with Cat, like he's made this team significantly better just by what he's acquiring. I think he does go with Caleb. I think going with Caleb is a no-brainer due to his efficiency in the red zone and that mentality he was talking about the other day at the Combine. But on top of that, you're going to miss out on Marvin Harrison going with that top pick. 
if you're able to acquire draft capital, what do you think about them going with Brandon Rice, his number one receiver from USC? At what pick number? I mean, it's going to be a, a day two pick, pick or round two or three, I'd assume. I'll be honest with you. I don't. I know the name because I watched USC. Yeah. But I have no idea what his NFL future is. If he's good enough and they want him, bring him in. I just I want to make sure they get a high-end w- number one receiver to go with DJ Moore. Young and veteran at the offensive line, if you can. If you can find, if that's on their board to get an offensive lineman off of, uh, from the draft, great. But also I'd like to have a road grader in there as well uh, from free agency. They don't have a starting spot for that road grader. They don't. They, except at center. That's where they're going to add a veteran, I think, and draft somebody. You, you don't think um, they'll add two offensive linemen this offseason? Not as starters. One has to, right? you gotta, you got to need a center yesterday. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. They'll yeah. get a center, yeah. a big-time center. But they, other than that, they don't have an open spot to start. You got Nate Davis on a $30 million deal. He's not sitting. Tevin's your best offensive lineman right now. Darnell Wright was all rookie. And Braxton Jones, they've made it clear he's their left tackle unless you tell me they're drafting Joe Alt or one of these guys at number nine. I'm not, I'm not asking you to tell me about offensive line play. But based on what you've heard, mm-hmm. what do you think the prevailing opinion is of Nate Davis as far as a letter grade from what you've heard, the way you played last year? B? C plus. C? B minus, C plus. See, I figured that when he came over from Tennessee that he was just kind of a stopgap, not necessarily here for a decade. It's a lot of money, too. But, you know, I, yeah. I thought, like, you know, for the time, I thought, okay, nice player. You're just trying to develop your team. And it's like, okay, here's a veteran here that was good in the community in Nashville mm-hmm. uh, with the Tennessee Titans and, you know, solid player. It started off rocky because we just didn't get the information on Nate Davis. You recall this, right? Correct. We and just we found out it. he had, I think his mom was dying. And then he apparently, I was talking to Waddle the other day, he went through more injury in the offseason than we realized. There were some injuries that he had to deal with. That plus his mom, it was just a bad situation. So Yeah, you know, and it comes down to this, Cap, as we pull the layers back on that. You know, some stuff is just not any of our business. Correct. I did, it would have been nice for the Bears to just say, like, you know, personal issues. And we can see this all the time in the transactions, right? So-and-so's away for family reasons, personal reasons. We don't ask any questions after that. If it's something family-related, personal, then we're not going to ask, well, what was it? Unless it's given to us. Correct. But it was very just um, bizarre where there was nothing. There was no information coming out of there. Because we were like, okay... Nate, aren't you practicing with the team? I mean, you're new to the team. What's going on? And then we come to find out really late in training camp what was going on with him. And then he we're like, wanted to keep it quiet. We're like, oh, but uh, you know, we're not privy to everything, right? But then, I, as far as his play is concerned, I just thought it's okay. And I just wonder will the Bears look at that, like you said, like as a, as a backup, and maybe that backup becomes a starter at some point. Maybe, maybe because you need to have depth. Uh, on that offensive line as well. Yeah, I think he's always looking to upgrade his offensive line, but they have to get a starting center. And I mean a good one. Like, you know, something better than Dan Feeney. Yeah, he won't be there. And nor will Lucas Patrick, you know. (laughs) Someone told me Lucas Patrick's agent contacted the Bears to see if he could extend. Mm -hmm. No, we're good. I get it. 
So I get it. Yeah, that was the response on the other side. Yeah, no, nope, comma, we're good. Are you kidding me? Yeah, so no, I mean it was pretty much. Right now, we've got other things we got to work. We're good. Hey, this is Lucas Patrick's representation. We just click. Blind's dead. Hello. Unplug the phone. Yellow. Pulse goes on. Do not disturb. Right. Yellow. Yeah, well, <laughs> what I was told was that's not on our... Right now, we've got other things we got to take care of. we mm-hmm. got to see what money we've got. There's a way to double talk around it. There's just, he's not the guy. More of your phone calls coming up. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Captain Jay Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Captain Jay Hood. Bulls bounce back from their bad loss to the Pistons with a double OT win against Cleveland. DeMar DeRozan at 35, played 49 minutes. He leads the NBA in minutes. Played their off tonight at Milwaukee. Tomorrow night, LeBron James. Guy just never stops impressing. Authored a 21-point comeback for the Lakers. and went over the Clippers last night. 19 in the fourth. Five threes in the fourth quarter alone. He outscored the Clippers in the fourth by himself. Finished with 34 Lakers win. That's shameful, Cap. LeBron's saying, guys, anybody else want to pick up the mantle? All right, I'll put on the cape again to save your ass. But down the stretch, though, I had a same-game parlay. I needed four rebounds in the last two and a half minutes from Anthony Davis. I'm like, I'm going to lose two parlays tonight with one guy letting me down. Donovan Mitchell, thanks a lot. And all of a sudden, he snatched four rebounds in the final two and a half. Hmm. So, thank you. Hats off, right? Hats off. That was fun. College football playoff reportedly feeling optimism about expanding to a 14-team format 2026 per Pete Thamel of ESPN. They just expanded it 12 two weeks ago. I know. What's going on here? There'll be 80 teams in a month. (laughs) The NFLPA released its grades for each team based on a player survey yesterday. Over 1,700 players, 1,706 to be exact, ranked the Bears 10th in the survey. Commanders dead last. The Dolphins first. Jay Moore. And Jay Hood are back. We are back, baby. We are back. We are back. Classic. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. It's a Cap and Jay Hood morning show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With you until 10 o'clock, then Mike Greenberg comes in at 10 right here on ESPN 1000. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Let's go to the phone lines to talk to you. We got a lot of calls to get to, so we probably should talk to Derek in Brooklyn. And Justin and Dallas, no. both calling on the ESPN Chicago app. Well, Justin, good morning. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Good. Derek, good morning. Yo, what's up, man? Hey, how you doing? Thanks for coming on, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad uh, you got this, uh, Justin online. I want to ask him a question. Is that all yes, right? Yes, sir. Go ahead. How you doing, first off? I'm good, man. I just want to ask you, where you get off calling me a guest, man? So I called you a guest in the Bears community. That's why. How you figure that? When I'm born and raised in Chicago, just because I live in New York, that don't mean nothing. Okay, well, I didn't even know that, to be honest with you. So I was wrong. Yeah, but see, that's how you But that's how you make an ass out of yourself. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. That's fair enough. But like I said, okay. if you born and raised, then you, then you know the heartache that we done went through with this city. So yeah, man, I'm, I, born, I'm born and raised on the south, south side, brother. 
Okay, absolutely. Me too. Oh! Wow, we got common ground here. No, nah, but you know, the, the, I mean, I don't, I don't have no listen. I don't have no issue with you as far as the disagreement with the Justin. Me thing, neither. But I just don't, I just don't feel like you, you didn't have to go there because you don't know me and you don't know. Even though I say I'm Derek in Brooklyn, I'm born and raised. I'm full. I'm born and bred in Chicago, brother Southside. I lived on 45th and Drexel for many years. Oh, by you, King okay, High you know School. What? You, I said keep your big gentleman. You better get out of here. My <laughs> sister, my sister, my sister graduated from Simeon High School. She went to school with Nick Anderson and Ben. Wow. You know what I'm saying, man? Yeah. Okay, but, that's you know. cool. And you know what? You're absolutely right. I was wrong. I was born and raised in Chicago through 122nd and Parnell. Oh, I lived okay, on 77 and East End. So, okay. you know what? Okay. I'm glad. I'm, you know, I apologize. I'm, it's I'm all good, brother. I just wanted to get you. that one little. I just wanted to get that one little little tidbit straightened out. That's all. You know what absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Right. And I, you are absolutely right. I apologize to you. There's no beef with you because at the end of the day, it's all. We're all on the same common ground. Listen, we want the, the same thing, my brother. Like, we want the we want the Bears to be a great team and a great organization. And I agree with you with that. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. I didn't mean no disrespect, sir. And that's real. I've never had any issues with any of your takes prior. My only my only issue was when I called and said what I had to say, and you said that I guess the question, which I felt like I had a legitimate question. That's it. There's no beef. And and you know what? And I apologize for 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 asking the question about who do you think you are the way I did. Maybe I should have presented it in another manner, but I'm not a disrespectful person. My mother raised me better than that, so I apologize to you as well. We love the And likewise, my, my mother raised me as well, too. All the respect to you, and I, I hope when I get, you know, when I come, because I don't live back home now. I'm back in, I live in Dallas. But when I, I hope that maybe, just maybe one day that we can meet up, sit down, have some pizza, and have a conversation. Now, when we, when we meet up, man, we're going to get that Italian beef sandwich that I haven't had in a long time, man. So, you know Absolutely. what I mean? We can go to we can get pizza we can too. Go to we can... Okay. I will no, cater good, it brother. from Malnati's. All I got right, you just, just step out of the way. No one asked the white guy to step out. but 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 real quick though, what, Justin, Kasky? I just want to say it's just I just want to say as far as the Ryan the Have Ryan Pope, brothers. I I think uh I think he's a 10. I'm I don't want to I'm not going to hold the Chase Kit Claypool thing against him. Like a lot of people are doing it because when you get a new job, it's something you ne- never did before. You're going to make a couple of mistakes here and there. So I will not hold that against him, but I think he's doing a great job, and I give him a 10. But listen, man, I'm at my therapy situation. I just wanted to call in. Love you guys. Justin, peace and love to you and your family. Go Bears. Bear down. Talk to you later. All right. Bear down. Now, love that, it. Now, that's where we talk about unity. See that, Jay Moore? You got a little Justin and you got a little Derek, and they were able to squash their beef right here on Captain Jay Hood. That's how you like it. See how I brought them together? <laughs> You did what? What? There it is, and that's how that's how they do it. Jay Moore, he sticks it, sticks his beak in there, and takes credit. That was me. I got the phones. You didn't bring crap together. Are you kidding me? That's how they do it, though. That's how they do it. Come together, together my brothers. There there it is. There it is. I am healing the community, brothers. I'm putting them on the air together because no one puts two calls on the air except me. On the station, and then here comes Ken. Look what I did! Think about um, the generations. And the- All right, that'll be fine. <laughs> Jay Moore's the greatest. <laughs> You'll find there's no need to cry. Hmm. Michael Jackson. <laughs> Interesting choice. <laughs>
I'll tell you one thing. You mess up on that board, Michael Jackson. What you do that for? Hey, man, do that again. Better play. <laughs> That's fantastic. We brought them together, Cap. You see that? We did. That That's, was awesome. See, that's how it works. That's something that you have brought to the station. I've heard, I think Sylvie tried one day, they did it. But you were the first one I saw to bring multiple callers together. Mm-hmm. Eddie, say hi to Joey. That's right. Yeah. That way you get to squash their beef, man. That's Where how it has Eddie the Northside been? We went to him the other day. He had a good lucid thought, at least the way Snorling wrote it up there. And then he was gone. Banned. He got the same thought on Carmen and Yurko, and Carmen eviscerated him. It wasn't that lucid. Banned. Okay. It wasn't me. That was... Kool-Aid Man said that's enough for a month. He said, it wasn't us. Because we went to him, he wasn't there. Kool-Aid Man. That's right Shay. On shoulder. Yeah. yeah. Yep. The fake Lion fan. Oh. All right, that's enough. <laughs> uh, I found the quarterback that I think they should sign in the offseason. Go ahead. There's a You need a third guy. Bajan, obviously, is your developmental guy. Mm-hmm. And he showed a lot as a rookie for an undrafted guy. What if you brought in Gardner Minshew as your third? Made him your backup, and you made your third Bajan. Sure. Got no problem with that. He's been around. He's a great dude in the room. Minshew will take the heat off of uh, Caleb Williams, that's for sure, because people are going to wonder, like, what's going on with Minshew? The RV, the mustache, the craziness. Yeah, I don't know if anything will ever take the heat off of Caleb because he's going to be the number one or whatever pick. But that that's a guy who you bring in good in the room. He's been around. He's 28 years of age. You don't have to pay him a fortune. I think he made 3.5 last year. You're not talking about a huge expenditure here. And Tell he you helps what. teach your guy how to be a pro. Eberflus and Minshew, good-looking room. They're very handsome. There you go. I guess a couple of strong mustaches right there. Drew Locke would be another one. By the way, Cap, you and I made uh, we made some history yesterday and made some history in the past. You and I did an overtime game with UIC against Bill and Mayer, William and Mary. Do you recall this? I do. Do you remember this game? And, and before he goes another word, yeah. Shay, Shay, I'm doing the game with Hoodie, and it was... I don't want to disparage the former coach at UIC, but I will anyway. Uh, I, I didn't think he was a very good technical coach. No. He worked hard, and he was great at screaming at officials, and he tried to recruit. Well, this game got to overtime, and that coach at Bill and Mayer, William and Mary, you could tell could really coach. And then we, he and I had the St. Joe's game when the last year of, what's that guy's Phil name? Phil Martelli. Uh, Phil Martelli. Yeah. Both games went to overtime, and I turned to Hoodie, and I went, okay, bet on the better coach. These games are over, and they lost both games, UIC. Right? <laughs> yes, that's correct. Exactly what happened. Well, last night, I'm calling a three-overtime game. Three overtimes Brother, last you night. had a, football, a baseball game the other day. I did. You did every morning show with me. Yes. And I checked your score. It was this high scoring. I fell asleep. Yeah. And... Then I turned on the Laker game, completely forgot. I said to Snorling, did he, did he win last night? Meaning you. Yeah. I don't know. I look on my, I'm like, 
Oh, God, Shay, Shay Moore. 107-105 in triple overtime. Yeah, that was last night. Hell of a ball game, though. Tucker DeVries is going to be a pro. From Drake. I'm just telling you. Drake was Drake's going to be one of those crazy teams in Missouri Valley, but that game, three overtimes. People were standing in the aisles thinking, okay, this was going to be over, and they were going up the stairs at Credit Union 1. Oh, you got to sit back down. Another overtime. Three overtimes. Great game, though, Cap. UIC came up short, but really great game. That's why I'm on voice number three. I'm on auxiliary voice now. Because it's been a, it was a long night last night. Oh man, <laughs> it was something, man. So overtime in Chicago, not only with the Bulls but also with the UIC and Drake. Great game last night, that is for sure. But what, look for Tucker DeVries. That's a that guy's He's got be a one pro. year of eligibility left, and his dad's the head coach of Drake, so maybe he stays to play for his dad one more time. Brother, he's going to be. He is good. Anywhere on the floor, you want it, he can shoot it. He's really good. Yeah, he's a good player, kid. So. All right, the Kappa J Hood cut of the day is. And I have a book recommendation for you and everybody. All right, coming up on Oprah, a book recommendation and the Kappa J Hood cut of the day on Chicago's Home for Sports. Welcome back to Kappa J Hood. You're officially locked in. On Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Now time for the Captain Jay Hood Cut of the Day. It's brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse, David Flom, Matt Moore to Dining Gem, LaSalle, north side of the Chicago River. You know what I feel like you should eat today if you like fish? The Dover Sole that they do tableside with the lemon butter. Oh, man. Get some of the broccoli or the Brussels sprouts with the little bacon in it. Yep. Oh, doctor. That's a great meal. Jaymore. Yo. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh! Whatever. It. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut! Your wife gets into your car and yeah. finds a woman's scrunchie on the passenger side floor. Oh. She immediately asks you who it belongs to, but you genuinely have never seen it before. 1995. You've driven to lunch with a few woman co-workers, so you ask around the office if it was theirs. Maybe they dropped it. None of them have seen it either. Your wife's convinced you're lying to her and cheating on her. Dang. Finally, one of your co-workers, a man admits he threw it into your car as a prank when he noticed it was unlocked in the parking lot. How do you deal with him? Oh, boy. Wow. Mm. Uh, You're picking up the phone. You are calling my wife right now. What if he refuses to call your wife Mm -hmm. and says, screw you, I thought it was funny. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. It would be the last time that something like that would happen. And to anybody, (laughs) not just me. What if he said, I'll call her? And then he just pulls up his phone and he calls your wife. Oh, oh he's got my wife's number. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly the tables have turned. And he says, yeah, actually, that's your wife's scrunchie. I threw it back in there. She was in my car. Oh! What are you going to do? do, Cap? Call HR? <laughs> well, not, well, then... It's the whole the, issues. Then I don't, I'm not angry with him. Well, he's not my friend, but I'm angry with her. Mm-hmm. She's been cheating on me. You. So he doesn't get any ire. Just like now you now you on her. Well, it's more on her. Uh-huh. It's not on well, him as much as her. Clearly it's more on her. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. And that's all, folks. The Cap and J Hood cut of the day.
That's brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. David Flom, Matt Moore, north side of the Chicago River at LaSalle, and try the mint Oreo ice cream pie. Spectacular. Sad to see you later. Yes, I was sad to see the uh, passing of Richard Lewis, comedian. Yeah, it, very, very sad. He hadn't looked healthy on the show. Mm-hmm. I've got to get caught up on a couple episodes. But Larry David put out a uh, Larry David-style statement about how they apparently they grew up together. And he said, now he made me cry. And it was, uh, you could tell he spoke from the heart. Richard Lewis was a hilarious, hilarious dude. So he'll be missed. Kind of surreal, dark humor, self of, you know, just kind of going after himself, you know, in his own comedy, making fun of himself. Yeah, self-deprecating. Self-deprecating humor. So, you know, Richard Lewis, he has been, it's not like he just came on the scene for Curb Your Enthusiasm. He's been around for a long, long time, Cap. But I just, you know, almost, in some ways, a sex symbol. That mane of hair, that big hair he used to have, (laughs) in some ways, yeah, women like that. But he didn't look good the last couple years. No. He didn't. What was he, 75? 76? Uh, born in 47, 76. 76. Yeah. So, man, yeah. So it's sad to see that. And I'm a big Curb Your Enthusiasm fan. I really believe that Larry David kept the show going for Richard Lewis. I do. He could have stopped that two or three years ago. But when Lewis would come on to do cameos, it was authentic because there was no script. They were Those, legit. They, they were laughing with they one were, another. They, it would be like you and I. 30 years from now doing something together. We pick it up because we've been so tight. Uh, (laughs) Book recommendation. I'm getting it today. Yes. By Ian O'Connor, New York Times bestselling author of the book Belichick. Yeah. His new book, and it's supposed to be amazing. Out of the Darkness, the Mystery of Aaron Rodgers. Interesting. I can't wait to read that. Thanks, everybody, for watching and twitching. Now that it's back on. Thank you, Shay. Thank you, Jay Moore. We'll talk to you Friday. (laughs) So long, everybody. Take that! From Chicago.